This is Kapago for April 17th, 2023. Keep up to date with the important happenings in the Go community in just 15 minutes per week. I'm your co-host, Shai Nechman. And I'm your co-host, Jonathan Hall. And first of all, happy Passover, Easter, and also a happy birthday to my wife and my sister who had Aww. birthdays last week. And also to our listeners, if you had your birthday last week. Yes. Happy birthday to all the... Well, it's been two weeks, so we would expect one twenty-sixth of our our listeners to have had birthdays. So happy yes. birthday to all of you! Uh, with the numbers, it should be about four of you. So yeah, we're we you know we don't know your names, but happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, John. I miss you too, man. It was good to take a break. Yes, I was. I took a Passover holiday. Was with my kid. It was fun, but I missed out on all the news. Yeah, and, there and I'm been dying to know what's been happening. There's been a ton of news in the last two weeks. So we're probably going to run over our 15-minute mark this time since we're playing catch-up. So buckle in for a bunch of news. I think it's fair, 15 minutes per week, and this is for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll try to keep it short, though. So the first thing, of course, we actually mentioned this two weeks ago in the last episode, uh, was that Go 1.20.3 and 1.19.8 uh, were going to be released, and now they have been. Uh, they fix a couple of security vulnerabilities that uh, actually are pretty important. You should probably be updating immediately if you haven't already. Infinite loop part in parsing with Go Parser, uh, HTML template problems, and HT Net HTTP and Net Text Proto uh, had some denial of service and memory allocation bugs. So those are kind of serious, I think, because they're packages that everybody uses or almost everybody. So you should probably be updating. Pretty much immediately, if you haven't already. You know, I, I don't know how you set up the upgrade process for Go versions, but I think you can sign up to an RSS, so you don't even have to wait for our beautiful voices to remind you to, you know, upgrade. Just hook up your Slack, your company Slack, to the Go Releases channel, RSS yeah. feed or whatever. And There's then a Google remind you, you can subscribe moment. to also. It probably uses RSS in the background for that. I don't know. But, mm -hmm. yeah. RSS is watching. the best technology. Of course, uh, because podcasts are based on RSS, so you know it's good. I honestly believe that underneath everything, you know, Kafka also uses RSS in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just someone, you know, you cut enough layers out of that onion. Um, so that's the Go release. Uh, we have some interesting proposals to discuss. First one is an update on... Uh, I don't want to say old news because it's uh, new news, but stuff we talked about before. Uh, transparent telemetry. We mentioned this a few times, but uh, in case you missed uh, those episodes, shame. But in case you missed those episodes, basically the Go team wanted to introduce telemetry to the Go tool chain. Why would they want that job? Other than spying on us, of course. Yeah, of course they want to spy on us. That's the main thing. But in all seriousness, the case study was basically certain features they don't know if they're being used in the public, uh, in the wild. And they gave an example. I don't remember the details now, but it was a feature they believed was not being used. They removed it. And then suddenly people started screaming, oh, my gosh, we're using that. Please put it back. So this is to help prevent that sort of thing and ultimately to help reduce uh, maintenance burden. Uh, if there are features that are not, not being used, they can cut them out of the tool chain uh, and stop supporting them. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the main thing was go workspaces that they didn't know if people were using. And they wanted to, that was at least one of the catalysts, one of the use cases. Mm -hmm. So the Go team put that out and got a lot of uh, feedback uh, from the community. 
the sort of shrieking feedback you get when you put the microphone right next to the speaker that hurts your ears, uh, where basically people call them evil. But I think that uh, the Go team and the community lined up on a pretty good compromise where the telemetry is opt-in, and it will be pretty heavily pushed throughout the installation process, but you don't have to. You have to opt-in in order to send the telemetry to the Go team. And it's it has some discussion, but the moment that opt-in was sort of reached as a compromise, people didn't really have more objections. There was some discussion about security and about garbage data and whatever. And the consensus was that it's a good proposal and it has been accepted four days ago, which is a super great proc process, in my opinion. This yes. could be a case study for other languages or just other community members in general on how to manage this process with transparency uh, and how to deal with all the criticism, when to lock the discussions, when mm -hmm. to let them run a while. Th this was just honestly beautifully handled. Great work from the Go team. And I I assume we're going to see it in 121 because they pushed really hard to get it done. I would expect so too, you know, considering that there are paid engineers behind this uh, feature and it's a feature that they want. I would I would be very surprised if it's not included in 121. I, w I would love to take a look at the code and try to improve the garbage data filtering stuff mm -hmm. if I have the time. Uh, so this proposal has been accepted. Uh, let's talk about a new one. Should be simple, right? Sort. It, it probably already exists, right? Every language has sort. What's the problem? Yeah, so this this proposal is to add two methods to or two functions to the sort package uh, based on generics. One is called min and one is called max. It doesn't sound very controversial. To do this, they're proposing adding an ordered interface, which I guess enables these features. But my goodness, there's been a lot of discussion on this. There was a few, like there were a few good comments talking about instead of getting two ordered elements, getting a variadic list of ordered elements and getting slices of ordered elements and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, 59 comments, pretty long ones. I think it would be a good place to, you know, if you want to poke fun at the Go community, <laughs> this ongoing discussion could be, uh, could be a good place. Uh, hopefully this will get accepted uh, like pretty soon. The implementation is probably, it, it is because of the new interface, not two lines, but should be closer to new lines than 15. Uh, so that's what we have on proposals this week. On conference news, uh, we've mentioned this before, but it's good to mention it one last time. Conf42 Golang is in three days, so you still have time to sign up. It's an online conference. I've signed up, so I hope to listen to some great talks. Of course, the link is in the show notes, but if you haven't, be sure to sign up for Conf42. It's online, so there's no reason, honestly, not to send the link in your you know, internal Slack and be that yeah. person who's uh, talking about conferences. It's a good person to be, I think. Um, I was really happy to see the sponsors, by the way, worth uh, shouting them out, because this is an online conference that they won't be able to send swag, so... Mm. All their, all their swag is bits, and we record bits right now. So it's a SurrealDB, which I was happy to see. You know, new cloud database, written Go, blah, blah, blah. That was cool. Uh, and Mattermost, which is a fun chat application. I don't know if you used it, but... I I've, I may have used it once. I remember reading about it. I think yeah, I was, sometimes yeah. you have one dev that like self-hosts it in the company, and it sort of spreads, because people like it. Uh, yeah. But if you need a... You don't want to sacrifice security... 
for, and you want to have full data control on your Slack, this is a good option. It also has a ton of integrations. I think devs like this uh, chat a lot. But if, uh, if, you, if you have Slack and you're unhappy, perhaps consider it. So shout out to the sponsors because it's an online uh, conference. So in the last two weeks, people have been busy, busy, busy releasing a ton of software. Yes, they have. I, I guess, don't know if, uh, you know, I guess that Easter slash Passover break gives people time to write code. Or, you know, just the GPUs have been working harder. Could How be. many of these lines are human, uh, <laughs> are, are boutique crafted, would you say? Yeah, I played with G GPT-4 quizzing it on Go last week to make a video, and it, it impressed me. So, you know, maybe that's it. That could be the answer. So we could start with the relevant uh, release, even though it's not a huge one. Uh, Go OpenAPI 1.7. So if you want to play around with OpenAPI, with OpenAI's APIs, uh, there's a Go SDK someone uh, whipped up. Um, it's just a, a wrapper around the API. It doesn't have a lot of... Uh, stuff going for it, but it has a lot of, you know, examples in the readme, which I thought was very useful. If you just want to quickly get started with, uh, you know, some examples to talking with uh, ChatGPT, uh, GPT-3, 4, DALI, Whisper, and the rest of the OpenAI open goodness, uh, and you want to do it in Go, um, this seems like a pretty good package. Has some uh, built-in requests, built-in built clients. Uh, so it seems useful. I will, if I can find the time, I intend to play with this package. I have some stuff I want to experiment with, with the API. Talking about, this is a side note, uh, but talking about Go and AI is very interesting because Go is super well tailored for AI uh, guided programming. Because yeah. it, it's formatted automatically, there's no discussion on whether it should be new lines or not new lines or where stuff should go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All the code is tokenized very similarly. So patterns, like logical patterns, match up with tokenized patterns. And also, this is right. pretty funny, because it's tabs and not spaces, it's less tokens. Right. <laughs> so it, 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 there, is, there is definitely a winner in this debate. And luckily, Go chose the right one. Uh, and, and because it takes up le less tokens in, in the vector, right? Which yeah. is so ridiculous, but it's... Apparently and and that's one of the reasons that Go chose GoFunt was to make it easier to work with tools, and which just lends itself. I don't think AI tools were in, in mind at the time, but it lends itself very easily to that. Yeah. And Natalie from uh, GoTime has a, has a talk she gave on that in the recent uh, Israel GoForCon, if you want to check that out. We'll put it in the show notes. And I think that's a good segue into another release that happened this last week, which is GoFunt with a U, if you're not familiar, there's GoFumpt and there's GoFumpt. G-O-F-M-T is the official GoFumpt. And then there's GoFumpt, G-O-F-U-M-P-T, which is a stricter superset of the official GoFumpt. In other words, if you ever use GoFumpt with a U and then run GoFumpt without the U, you'll never have any additional changes. And they released a new, a new release, version 0.5.0 this week. Um, I'm a big fan of GoFumpt. This wasn't a big functional change. They vendored a few things and updated to Go1.20's support. Uh, the reason for vendoring things is so that if you run it on an old version of Go, you don't end up depending on different versions of the standard library's packages. So that, that's the reason for vendoring, so that you have consistent results across different Go versions, which is nice. So yeah, again, not a really big functional change, but worth mentioning because uh, some people don't know about this tool, and I think it's a really great tool. How would you recommend if I have a GoFumpt project that I migrate to GoFumpt? 
I really I apologize for for the listeners. I have a pop filter, but I don't think it works for it works that well. Right? Yeah, so it's pretty straightforward. Uh, what I do, uh, of course, I use it with GoLang CI Lint. Uh, there's a Go Fumped rule there that will that will cause your CI scripts, for example, to fail if your code is not formatted correctly. Um, and then you just run. Uh, so when you're making the migration. Of course, I edit my editor config. I use VS Code usually, so you, it just has a drop down to choose GoFumped or GoFumped or a few others. Choose the U version, and then I run GoFumped minus W dot, and that reformats my entire code base. I push that up in one single commit. It doesn't need to really be reviewed because you know it's safe because it's just a, a tool change. Get that commit in place, and then from then on, run it in your editor. So it's, it's actually pretty straightforward. In fact, I just did that on a, on a contract I'm working with. Uh, I, we just switched to GoFumped uh, a week or two ago. It was a massive change. It was a it was a code base with about a half million lines of code. So it was a huge, huge pull request. It broke Git or GitHub uh, because uh, people's browsers were crashing trying to view the pull request. But otherwise, it was a pretty simple change. So sounds like it's a good way to get your you know now whenever someone goes Git blame on that repository, they see Jonathan. Yeah, they see me for every line, <laughs> practically every line of code. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I'll definitely migrate. Edit it to my to-do for today. Sounds easy. So this is GoFump. Let's talk about some more releases that happened this week. Uh, one that I'm pretty sure people will be interested of, uh, in is Cobra. Um, if you're familiar with the Cobra slash Viper uh, stack, uh, I've used it in almost every Go project. The moment you need configuration flags, right, environment variables, uh, CLI interface. Even if you use the new fangled uh, charm bracelet stuff for the terminal UI, you know, in the backend, you almost always end up using Cobra and Viper. Mm -hmm. The new Cobra release uh, has a lot of support for shell, uh, which is nice. The, all the completions work better in Bash and Z shell. Add support for PowerShell completions for the two listeners who still use Windows for development here. <laughs> And also allow sourcing for uh, Zesh completion, which is nice. Uh, a few bug fixes, a few CI, CD, a few maintenance stuff. A lot of uh, documentation for the shell completions uh, guide. A lot of uh, contributors, which is uh, really nice to see 22 contributors in this release. Uh, so obviously, this is a very community-ish package, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So shout out to all the contributors. Th thank you for your work. What else has been released? Another one that's... A little bit interesting. It's it's more interesting than I probably would have expected. Is the release of Ferret DB 1.0? Uh, I think it's exciting to see a 1.0 release, uh, something new being contributed to the community. And what this is is an open source MongoDB alternative. But as as <laughs> straightforward as that sounds, but you know, in Silicon Valley, when they you know Richard is great, but. <laughs> You know, FerritDB is great, but... So, yeah, I was excited to, to read about this. So not that I have anything against MongoDB, but I like open source alternatives. I think competition is a good thing in, in this sort of community. But, my gosh, Reddit had some heat on this topic. I like Reddit. I'm a Reddit user. But it's just a place to get the most... Like, if you want to just get a small slice of insane opinions, you can just go to uh, Reddit. You know, uh, uh, am I the asshole or something? Uh, I moved my uh, neighbor's uh, bike rack one meter to the left because it was blocking my car. Responses. You're a horrible human being. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so everything I read on Reddit, I, I filter by one tenth in the intensity of the response. Yeah. Uh, at the core of the responses, though, Ferret is a sort of a wrapper around Postgres, right? Yeah. So it's. Uh, I don't see a problem with that personally. Uh, I, I suppose in some sense it makes it it has impacts on how you might host it, but honestly, I'd rather host Postgres in Amazon or Google because it's completely managed than have to set up my own EC2 instances running Ferret. You know, if you know what I mean. I'd, I'd rather just I, I like that idea. I like building on top of existing tools, but some people don't. The maintainer actually responded on Reddit. There is a performance hit, but it's mostly focused on compatibility at the moment, and they're working on improving both of them equally. And there's another reason to work with it because they're also working on an SQLite backend. So you won't have to host both the EC2 instances and the Postgres instance. You could just host uh, Ferret with uh, SQLite. And that would be amazing for local development because you could just run against SQLite locally, presumably. It's not a big change to switch backends. You could just run SQLite locally for local development and then in the cloud or wherever you could potentially use Postgres. So I think, it's, I think it's pretty cool. And I think one thing that's important to note is that because it's a Go sort of package, you can embed it. It's okay. a, You have an embeddable implementation. So if yeah. you want the Mongo interface, but you don't want to set up a Mongo because you don't have a lot of data actually, you just want to use their interface, you could embed the FerritDB into your program. So I think it's useful for not a lot of use cases, but where it does fit, it could fit really nicely. Another two short releases uh, that are interesting. Uh, so if you use JetBrains, Jonathan and I discussed, and since we're in consensus, I feel free saying, we don't love, but uh, if they want to sponsor us, obviously we love them very much. But if you use Goland, uh, they released a new version uh, with uh, three really cool new features that are just very useful. One, they embedded the vulnerability checker into uh, Goland, and I think they even augmented it a little bit with their own like little spins on it. Um, they have a, a better navigation for gRPC code. You can run endpoints from the endpoints, uh, like little window, which is very, I think, useful if you use gRPC. I think the developer experience is enhanced in some ways when compared to REST and, and you know, OpenAPI and Swagger, but in some ways it's it's a bit worse. Uh, but now you can just support running gRPC requests directly uh, from the endpoints tool window and navigate access declarations directly from their proto files. Just uh, should be a lot better experience when you're developing gRPC. And also uh, refactoring for uh, generic receivers. If you have a T, now you can refactor the T to uh, something else. Although I don't know if the consensus is that generic receivers should have single letter names or multiple. Like you can, you actually need to name them something indicative. I've done so little with generic so far. I think once or twice I've touched them so far and go. But how much so did I, I you discuss them when talking about I have, sorting? I have been discussing them for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and another uh, small release, if you use Go Releaser, we actually uh, discussed the last uh, Go Releaser release, 1.16. So now uh, 1.17 is out, even more uh, new features, a lot of support for template variables. Uh, so you have uh, more customized uh, templates using dates. You can use now, you can use is draft, stuff like that, which is nice. A lot of support for, I, I would say, endpoints homebrew and, and scoop and stuff like that some dependabots uh and some maintenance uh, like in general 
a lot of work again from uh, Carlos Alexandro Becker, who's I think the main maintainer of uh, GoReleaser. And if you want to release your Go stuff, I think you should use GoReleaser. It's a really, really good package and obviously gets a ton of love from the Chambrisa team. Are you using GoReleaser? I, I, since we don't have any public uh, Go stuff, at least not maintain uh, where I'm currently working, but no. But the moment we have an open source thing that we want to uh, maintain, I'm definitely going to move to GoReleaser. We have two packages in that are open source right now, Microgen and uh, an SDK for Redash. But I don't think we're going to maintain these very much longer just because we found good alternatives for, for both. So, you know, if someone will open an issue, we'll, we'll fix it. But I guess we'll, we'll move to GoReleaser then. But right now, we're just not releasing that regularly like, uh, uh, like uh, GoReleaser is. I have one open source project that uses GoReleaser, although I've kind of been neglecting it for the last two years. My last release was in August 2020. But in the last couple of weeks, I've been updating. I'm going to update to the latest version of GoReleaser this next week and see how it goes. Awesome. So we will update you. I will even mark it in our secret uh, you know, news uh, aggregator board. It's a, it's a board like in uh, you know, John Wick. There are a ton of people here moving lines and, and calling and old-timey phones and people with tattoos. So I'm just uh, telling them to increase the bounty on uh, GoReleaser. All right. I still haven't seen the latest John Wick. I have to go see that. Did you see the previous ones? I've seen the previous three. Yeah, I haven't seen the latest Did one. you like them? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of brainless uh, entertainment. but you know, So that goes, it's yeah. exactly the same. I don't know if it's good for you, bad for you. But it's literally just an, uh, more stages of the same video game. Same baddies, yeah. same good people, <laughs> same superpowers, same settings. The soundtrack goes super hard, though, in the okay. fourth one. I really recommend it. Uh, the, John Wick is not a written in Go, so I don't know if it can, yeah. can be considered as news and not just as banter. But it's, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although I have to assume that The Matrix is written in Go, and obviously this is the same universe because you have Neo, you have the Keymaker, you have Morpheus. Uh, just a different uh, theme. <laughs> All right, what's the last release we're going to discuss this week? Yeah, so the last one uh, for this week is uh, uh, Gobwaz. Gobwaz slash ws it's a web sockets library version 1.2 is released and of course the main reason i think to mention this is because uh, oh a few months ago actually early on one of the first episodes we talked about the deprecation of the gorilla toolkit and one of the comments we received on slack and, and elsewhere is that one of the biggest pieces missing once that's deprecated is websocket support so it's great to see active development on other WebSocket libraries. And so I, I think that's really good to call this out, not so much for the update per se, but just to make people aware of the fact that there's another WebSocket library out there. And it's scheduled for another release in April or May already that's been announced. So uh, check it out. It's on github.com slash gobwas, G-O-B-W-A-S slash W-S. And version 1.20 was released. So I think that kind of wraps us up for the week. Uh, we've gone over time as we thought we probably would since we had two weeks worth of news to cover. And honestly, there's still a ton of stuff in our backlog that we'll try to get to next mm -hmm. week. I think it's been a great week. How's your coffee? It, I, thanks for shouting me out. It's tea, actually. Oh. I was saving my uh, coffee for the interview, but the, uh, the interview okay. is sick, so I'll, I won't drink coffee until next week because okay. I only drink coffee in our episodes. Oh, <laughs> well, my coffee is empty, so I'm going to go get a refill. Right. 
I guess this is a good place to sign yeah, up. Yeah, it's been fun being back. Glad to have you back. Man. Thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you're caught up on all the new stuff that's happened. Uh, and we're planning to be back in your ears next week. Great. Until then. Bye-bye. Welcome to our exciting ad break. Before we talk about this week's exciting sponsor, I think it would be good to do an update on our merch uh, survey we did. You want to give us that update? Yeah, so we asked you if you all wanted merch, uh, and we got the responses that, yeah, you want cups, uh, which makes sense, because uh, <laughs> this show is called Cup of Go, and we're all just biological machines that turn uh, coffee into coat. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to set that up. Uh, we're going to try and find a print-to-order place, because uh, we don't want to buy a ton of uh, useless uh, cups that won't get sold. And we'll try to get some high quality, uh, you know, ceramics your way. Uh, if you want to get in on that, uh, the moment we will set that up, I assume it'll take a couple of weeks. Um, we'll talk about it in the show and also in the Slack channel. But thanks for all the responses uh, there and in the Google Forms. We appreciate your feedback. Yep, we sure do. It's a good time to mention the Slack channel if you're not familiar already. Uh, on the Gopher Slack, you can find us in Cup Ogo, Kebab Case. Uh, feel free to drop by any time, leave us a comment, tell us what you think about the show, what you love about it, what you hate about it, uh, and just stay there. Um, I'm going to try this week or next to set up automatic posts there whenever an episode goes live, too. I think that'd be a great uh, integration to do. Since uh, podcast is RSS, should be pretty easy, because like should we discussed be. earlier this episode, RSS is the best technology. Yes, it is the um, best. If you want to reach us in other places other than... Uh, the Slack, which is hashtag Kapago, Kapabcase. You can also email us at news at kapago.dev. Uh, and you can just get all the links, get all the episodes, get all the goodness at kapago.dev online. That's our site. That is. So this week we have a, an interesting sponsor. Our sponsor is actually in the studio with us this week. Our sponsor this week is Shy. Haha. Hey, hey. So Shai is looking for work. So we thought this would be a great pl place to plug uh, his skill set. If you are looking for somebody uh, who he, or if you're looking for someone who could fill a role that he could fill. So Shai is looking for an en engineering management role, uh, head of engineering, uh, hired CTO, VP of R&D, group lead, this sort of role, either in Israel or remote. And I, I assume strictly Go, right? You're only working, willing to work for companies that use the Go stack. If there is one line of code that isn't Go, walk out the door. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course. So, uh, yeah, I think this could be a great opportunity. I mean, you've if you've been listening to the show, you have a sense of how uh, Shai works and thinks and articulates his thoughts. So if you think he could be a good, valuable addition to your team, uh, reach out. And, and how, how can people reach you, Shai, if they're interested in getting a copy of your CV or talking to you about this? So I think the best idea is to just reach out on LinkedIn because that's where I'm doing my job uh, search. Uh, but you can find all my uh, network uh, connections, open network connections, uh, on my personal site, mrnice.dev. That's M-R-N-I-C-E dot dev. DMs open on Twitter, and I'm checking my email daily, so I should be pretty easy easy to reach. Awesome. Great. 
So it's nice to have a, a sponsor this week, even if it's a little bit of a non-traditional sponsor. Yeah. What's the, uh, the is there a payment plan? I'll, I'll, I have to share the first month, <laughs> <laughs> month's salary if I get the job. Yeah, we, we'll we we'll a, work we, it out later. We'll we we take a conservative 50% cut of your first annual salary. So <laughs> That's fair. Um, if you like the show, please uh, leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, share the show with your uh, co-workers, co-students, co-gophers, the next Go meetup, uh, or wherever you you know talk to people about Go. I don't think you should go you know, randomly screaming at people on the bus. Go go listen to Cup of Go. Also, I'm not sure it's safe to listen to the show on the bus if your cup doesn't have a lid. Yeah. Maybe our cups should have lids. That's a thought. I, I'm not doing another survey. We'll just uh, <laughs> we'll just give the two options. Uh, and thanks a lot for listening. Thanks. Until we'll next week. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>